and welcome to episode seven of the Raider Power Podcast. I'm Ryan, and with me as always is my man Moss. How you doing today, partner? Man, I'm doing good. I'm feeling good. I'm real excited for Thursday. Thursday night. It's going to be a great game. Yeah, I mean, short week. It's definitely something different. Not something you uh, always get treated to in college football. But I'm excited. Let's uh, let's get this bad boy rolling. Uh, what do you what do you get to drink over there, man? I'm actually drinking coffee. <laughs> wow, that West Coast time zone really fucking me up. Yeah, I got to get that last spurt. I got to get some more work in after this. So, yeah, drinking yeah. some coffee. Unfortunately, no Bailey's. Yeah, well, what, what you got going on over there? I'm a wine boy tonight. I am uh, having boy. a nice glass of wine. I'm uh, pretty excited about it. I actually <laughs> just ate some whale. Believe it or not, a friend bought, brought me back some whale from Finland. I just had whale jerky. So I'm hoping this wine can wash that down and I don't get sick. You're definitely going to get sick. I know the friend and I know about the whale. The whale's been rotten. It's two months old. It's not two months old. It's one, but it's jerky. The friend that gave you the whale also can't taste food. So, Oh, yeah. no. Jish, Jish is the friend, our friend. He, uh, No, yeah, he doesn't have great... You might not have great taste, but it's actually good. It, it's it's interesting. It's like a beefy. It tastes like jerky on first bite, but then it has like a fishy aftertaste. <laughs> yeah, he can't taste any of it. So, all right, I'm sick and talking. This kid does not deserve this much time on our air. So, <laughs> I rather I the whale did I, though. I rather I rather move on with the Texas. Well, Tech Chris. Well, game. Chris. Let me uh, let me actually jump into this whale of a game on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got TCU coming up. Uh, Texas Tech is open up at seven point dogs, but most recently I've seen eight point dogs. Mm. Um, it's at TCU Thursday night game. You know it's probably gonna be rocking over there. Um, Chris, why don't you tell us a little about TCU? What do you what do you think about this opponent coming up? I'm a little unsure about TCU, honestly. Uh, you know the last few games they lost to Ohio State forty to twenty eight. They lost to Texas thirty one sixteen. Um, they did beat Iowa State 17-14. So looking at all these games, Iowa State put up 40 and Texas put up 31. Um, so and when I when I watched those games, I saw that they were susceptible to the long ball on the outside. So I think if we have Vasher and Wesley healthy and ready to go, we'll have an advantage on the outside. Uh, Iowa State, that game was interesting because both teams were playing really good defense. Uh, a lot of picks by Iowa State. So, you know... They, they're they an interesting team. They're solid on offense and they're solid on defense. Um, they're not particularly dangerous on offense. So I think that bodes well for our defense because in the last few games, we have been susceptible to big plays and that usually can change the dynamic of the game for us. So looking forward to playing TCU, we got a good chance. I, I think they're a good team. Like overall, I would give them like a B plus. Uh, on both sides of the ball. I think maybe their defense is better than ours. Actually, you know, I'll go on record saying their defense is better than ours. Um, their offense is not better than ours. Not many teams in the in the FBS are better than us. Only, I think, one – who's who, – whatever. There's not many – there's no team better on offense than the Texas Tech Red Raiders, okay? Agreed. But, agreed, brother. But I, but I think TCU also has the coaching advantage. Uh, Gary Patterson is one hell of a coach top five coach in the FBS, in my opinion. Um, they are playing at home, so it gives them that advantage as well. But from what we've seen, Texas Tech has actually been playing better on the road, and Cliff Kingsbury actually has a better record on the road than he does at home. So 
This game's gonna be it's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be a good one. Uh, I just rambled on for a few minutes, Ryan. So you yeah. know what? Tell me tell me what you think here. Yeah, no, I agree with uh, the sentiment on their defense is, is pretty good. You know, they did let up a couple games where they had a lot of points. And like you said, they might be susceptible to that long ball. But on an overall standpoint, I mean, they definitely don't let up a, yard, a lot of yards. They're only letting up 300 yards a game right now. And that's comparison to us letting up 445. So, you know, they have the big bonus there. But like you said, like they definitely can be scored on. That Ohio State offense is elite. And, uh, you know, they hung 40. But that Texas offense, I mean, I don't think they, they hold uh, – candle to the texas tech offense so if they can put up 31 i'm feeling pretty good about that their offense is like you said it's interesting their offense really doesn't put up a lot of yards at all um but they're solid you know they're they've been able to put up some points in some games but sean robinson i think the game's going to come down a lot to sean robinson on the tcu side uh he's a very mobile quarterback he's almost i think of him as like a run first quarterback they're only averaging about 220 yards through the air a game, which is very low, whereas they're averaging 188 rushing yards. So, you know, we're averaging that in rushing yards, but 410 passing. So, you know, our offense definitely has a firepower, but they're going to try to grind that clock out. And in the end, it's going to, I think like what you said about the injuries, we don't know who's playing this week. I have no uh, idea. I'm, I'm looking at an injury report right now and listed as questionable is Alan Bowman, Deshaun Johnson, uh, one of our old linemen, Madison, I can't pronounce that, uh, McLean Carter, uh, another couple of receivers, TJ Vasher, Buff, Travis Buffy on the old line. All these guys are questionable for the game. And I know some of them, they're they're going to play. You know, they've been on the list all season, like Deshaun Johnson's probably going to play. But I'm really looking to see, is TJ Vasher playing? And on the quarterback side, is McLean Carter, Alan Bowman, or Jet Duffy starting quarterback? Yeah, no one knows. Cliff, I watched his uh, pregame press conference, and uh, I, I watched his press conference today, and everything's a game-time decision. Then again, everything's a time game-time decision with Cliff. So, you know, basically it's going to come down to, are we going to have that number one ranked offense, or are we going to have a subdued offense where, where we're filling in uh, non-starters? Yeah, I'm like... I'm like Vasher, like we talked about. He opens up that offense. He's really important yeah. to get the passing game really flying. But Bowman and Carter. I, I mean, Carter, I don't know if he's been available in any of these games he hasn't played. He, well, I don't think he has been because Duffy came in last game. Yeah. And Bowman, I know it's a collapsed lung, and I've read reports where it can be anywhere from one to three weeks. It really is super dependent on what happened, and that's so up in the air. But if Bowman is playing, I'm feeling real good. I'm not sure how they're going to get Bowman to the game. You know, with a collapsed lung, you're not usually allowed to fly in the air. So I guess they'll have to bust him there or something. But but I also saw how long is that supposed to last after that happens? Like a week to two weeks. Yeah, so fuck. It's right in the I time hope, period. Hopefully this elite athlete in him helps him recover faster because his muscles and his body better than ours. Hopefully his lungs are as big as his unit. All right, so right. on here. Let's Let, let's get some predictions for the game. What do you think? Yeah, um, I think that this game's going to be a little bit lower scoring than we're used to for a Texas Tech game. Um, you know, the over under is currently at sixty four, which is at least ten points lower than most of our over unders are set. Um, I'm going to say it's dependent on who's playing for Texas Tech, but I I really do think we can beat them if we have our starters. So. I'm going to say, even with Duffy, you know, he looked promising on the offense too. And if we can shut down this quarterback's running ability and this defensive run 
I mean, I think it's going to be really close. I, I think it's going to be like a three-point game either way, and both teams are going to be around, uh, I don't know, 30 points. So maybe call it 30 to 28 Texas Tech. 30-28 Texas Tech? All right, I can see that. What are you thinking? Well, I'll give you three scenarios here. If Bowman plays, we win by two touchdowns. And I think we win 40, maybe like 24 or something like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. If Duffy plays, we lose by two touchdowns. Wow. He's going he's gonna to throw picks. This is Gary Patterson's defense we're talking about. He threw two picks against West Virginia Terrible, you know, was making terrible decisions. So, you know, he's gonna, he's not gonna, he's not gonna be, he's not gonna play a perfect game. He's gonna screw up. So, I think mm-hmm. if uh, Duffy plays, we lose by two touchdowns. If McLean Carter plays, I think we win by three. Wow, those are some wild, wild predictions. I like how specific you're getting. Uh, the one thing I want to point out about Duffy here, right? So, yeah, he did make bad decisions. We both agree with that. He threw a couple picks, but. Texas Tech didn't game plan for him playing, and he definitely wasn't taking, you know, uh, like reps with the first team for the past month. So I think with this bye week and the extra time to get him up to speed a little bit more, you know, playing with the first team, getting used to their their routes and how they play the ball, and also being able to adjust our game plan a little bit, you know, we definitely won't be throwing it as much. I think we'll adjust to more of a running game plan, design more running plays for Duffy himself I think that you could see this offense adapt pretty quickly especially with how good our offensive line has been and I think that Duffy could surprise some people if he plays so everything you just said I agree with but that's taking into the fact that Jeff Duffy has been starting in all the practices since everyone went down yeah that's, but that that's, only ha- that's that's if Cliff is planning to play Jet Duffy. What if he was planning on playing Bowman? Then, you know, Duffy's probably sidelined during practice. I, yeah. You know what I could see happening, Ryan? I could see Duffy starting this game, and if things go sour, Bowman or McLean Carter comes in. I could definitely see that scenario. That's probably He's trying to keep those guys a little – you could see those guys a little bit healthier, try and keep them healthy, but if things start going sour, it'll be like that when Shimnick came in against Texas. That I feel like that's exactly what's going to happen. Duffy, I think Duffy gets to start in this game. Yeah, I can see that. I'm, I'm in with you with that. But uh, all right, I think those are our predictions. You know, there's not much else to say about the game, and it's only two days away. We're recording this on Tuesday, so hopefully we see uh, Texas Tech roll on in there to TCU, and we see that offense come back to the what we expect from it. You know what? I think this happens. Ready? Duffy starts the game. Tech has an opening drive and scores. They then go down by two touchdowns, 21-7. Bowman comes in for the second half and lays it on. We win by two touchdowns. I would, oh my, oh wow. I would love that. That is, man, that scenario would be one whale of a win. It'd be huge. (laughs) All right, let's hop into our next segment then, and let's talk about the Raiders in the NFL. And, of course, we lead it off once again, our boy, the God, Patrick Mahomes. What oh, a game. Baby. Yeah, he's I mean, I will say he's, this. He's elite. I will say this. This was probably Mahomes' worst start, and they still had a convincing win against the Jags, probably the best defense in the NFL. You know, he threw a couple picks. He didn't have any throwing touchdowns. He didn't have the running touchdown. He still threw for over 300 yards and led his team to a dominant win over the Jacksonville Jaguars. So I think all the questions about Mahomes are getting answered, and everyone knows that he's here to compete. And he's here to be a, a long-time good player in the NFL. Showtime Mahomes. 
Don't even try that. <laughs> uh, other Raiders in the NFL, Kiki QT, another great game. Uh, got his first NFL touchdown. That was awesome to see. You know, yeah. that, that, that Texans offense was pretty terrible, but QT was, you know, the receivers, uh, Hopkins and QT, they were, they were kind of the, the stars of the show, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Did, you, did you see any of that game? I got to see the highlights. I saw his first touchdown. That was a big deal. Um, good for him. He's really proving himself in the NFL as a is a good player. So, yeah. And and the last guy, the guy we talked about before too, the human bullet. What do you call him? The grip ball. Grip ball. TM. Yeah, Jakeem Grant. Another huge game on returns. Dude had 185 return yards between punts and kicks, averaging about 30 a return. And he had a touchdown again. Unbelievable. The guy he is, is so, so fast. fast. So fast. Absolute weapon for the Miami Dolphins. And you know what? Wide receiver U continues to be strong. Uh, I I was watching the Texans-Cowboys uh, game, and it was unreal. The announcers actually go, and you know who Kiki QT had for a quarterback at college? Patrick Mahomes. That guy's pretty good, huh? They can't <laughs> help but talk about him. <laughs> yeah, he's you know, he's gained over 300,000 followers on Instagram since the season started. Yeah, yeah. He's not did, replying did you... to my DMs anymore, which is upsetting. Yeah, well, hopefully we'll get him back one day. No but uh, did you see? Did you see what what he said about how his teammates keep his uh, ego from getting too big? That boy doesn't have an ego. Well, they, what he said in an interview with ESPN, they were like, "So, how do your teammates keep you from getting you know too big of a head?" And he goes, "Because you know he's kind of got a funny voice." He goes, "Well, they all start doing impersonations of me and make fun of my voice to make sure I don't get too cocky." <laughs> That's, I'm gonna set the record straight. I will not be making fun of Mahomes' voice on the show. I will say the thing is, it just doesn't fit his body. It's like his voice sounds like I don't know. Just it's just like this, like a small southern man. But instead, he's a he is from he is kind of southern, but he's a massive athlete, and it just the voice it just doesn't fit his body. It's kind of funny. I don't know. You might be on record guy. as not making funny of it, but I'm I, I still giggle when I hear him talk sometimes. All right, all right. But I guess that leads us into uh, the last part of this week's show. Um, you know, it's a shorter episode because so we didn't have a game to break down. But let's talk about the big games this week in uh, college football and try to make some picks. What do you say there, Moss? Let's get after it. All right. Well, I want to lead off with uh, one of the big games this week. It's a Big Ten matchup. It's always a good game, in my opinion. And this is going to be uh, number 12, Michigan, heading in to play number 15, Wisconsin. Michigan right now is a six-and-a-half-point favorite over-under at a classically low Big 12 score of 48. Uh, Chris, what's your initial impressions of these two uh, college football powerhouses? Well, both of them have proved this season that they're the real deal. Okay. And I'm going to have to go with the favorites in this one and take Michigan, Ryan. I think it's as easy as that oh, yeah. for me. You think they yeah. Yeah, I haven't read into the game that much to give a nice breakdown of it, so I'm just going to take the favorites. I think Michigan's a better team, so what do you think? Well, Michigan, uh, you know, their only loss this year is against Notre Dame, and that was a tough spot to play week one heading in there. Notre Dame's definitely the real deal as well. Uh, Since then, you know, they've been pretty strong. Uh, Northwestern was a tough one for them, but they got the W. Uh, Wisconsin hasn't impressed me all too much. Uh, You know, that loss to BYU, even though BYU's been pretty good this year. Uh, a couple other good wins. I think this one's going to be really close in the classic Michigan uh, football fashion. I think Wisconsin covers uh, Michigan wins, and it's going to be a close one, maybe a three-point game. 
Um, but yeah, I bet it's going to be real boring and real low scoring. So my uh, first impression is take the under. There's probably going to be lots of punts. Um, let's switch it up to a very different style of game and go for number 19, Colorado, heading in to play USC. Um, Colorado heading off of a couple of good wins in the past few weeks. Um, but in USC, you know, was a powerhouse for a little while, but they haven't been too great of late. But, uh, you know, they, they had a tough start this season, but they turned it around kind of after that Texas game a little bit. And they're, and they're actually the seven-point favorites, even though Colorado's ranked number 19 in the country. So that's a little bit... Uh, backwards but you know the powerhouse versus the non-power five team uh what what do you think on this seven point spread for the usc trojans you know i'm not going to pick a winner in this game ryan but i do believe it's going to be a high scoring game so i think we could see points up to the high 60s i feel like a weatherman but i think high 60s (laughs) 70s you know it's gonna be a beautiful day in southern california i yeah i think the over is gonna hit on that one all right. Yeah, no, I mean, I kind of think I agree it's going to be high scoring, um, but I I think it might be biased just from watching a couple Colorado games. But they have this one receiver, Chenault, who is an absolute beast. I think he's leading the country in receiving yards. And if they get him the ball, which they tend to get him the ball in all sorts of different ways, wildcat, handoffs, throwing it, downfield, short passes, I think they can score. And I think they can keep up with Cal. So I might actually take Colorado as outright winners, not even just covering, but I think Colorado can win this game. Let's head to the next game. It's another big one. Uh, number two, Georgia going to play number 13, LSU. LSU coming off that loss last week. And this is a massive SEC matchup. I mean, for Georgia, it's huge because if they lose here, you know, they're going to be outside that top four. And it's a big game for college football uh, playoff implications. Uh, let's see what the spread is here. And Georgia here is a seven-point favorite heading into the swamp. Uh, you know, this is going to be a tough game. It's definitely going to be fought in the trenches. What's your opinion here? What do you think? This is going to be a low-scoring game. This is going to be a low-scoring game. This is going to be a run-heavy game. But LSU, baby, at home, that's hard to bet against. So I'm going to take LSU. Yeah, I'm with you here. I think, uh, I mean, seven-point spread, once again, it's a pretty big one. But I think we're going to get a big jumble up here in the college football playoff. And I think Georgia might get knocked off here. LSU coming off a loss. They're going to be riled up. Joe's going to have the boys going down there, getting ready in the swamp. And I think you're right. This game's going to be in the trenches. It's going to be a run game. And I think LSU has a chance to knock off number two, Georgia, right here. Um, I guess that brings us to our next game. This one's a little bit uh, different. It's a no- two non-Power 5 teams. And it's number 10 UCF heading to play Memphis. Uh, Memphis is a four-and-a-half-point dog. They have an elite running game. Their, their running back is very good. They haven't really played anyone legit yet, but they put up a lot of points. And the over-under here is reflecting it. We're looking at 77-and-a-half. Um, I think that this over-number is a great one to take, even that high my initial lean is take the over. I'm not too sure on the game, but, you know, UCF is undefeated. They were undefeated all last year, and I don't know if they want to get that up. They definitely want to win their conference. So I think UCF can win the four-and-a-half-point spread I'm not sure on, but I love the over. What do you think? Ryan, I couldn't agree with you more on this one. The over, in my opinion, is is a great number to bet on. Um, about the game, I'm not going to pick a winner in this one. But, yeah, like you were saying, I think UCF has a tradition of this long win streak they've been on. So... I, I just wouldn't bet against UCF at all this year. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think, you know, they, they want to say that they're national champions once again. Um, 
But let's go for one last big game before we hop into the Big 12. And that's number seven, Washington, heading to play number 17, Oregon. Washington is a three-point favorite, uh, over under at 58 and a half. Uh, Washington's been very solid ever since that loss against Auburn in the very beginning of the season. And, you know, they're also still college football playoff contenders. They're on the outside looking in right now. But if they win the Pac-10, they they might have a chance. Um, Oregon, you know, they had that tough loss against Stanford, but then they came back strong with a big wing against Cal, and they've looked good ever since. Uh, I still lean Washington here. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I just saw Washington play at the Rose Bowl this weekend. Uh, they looked really, really good. They looked really solid the entire game. I did not see any weakness from them. So you gotta, you gotta take Washington in this game. I just don't see any way around it. Washington's gonna win. I would take the under as well. Um, but yeah, I think Washington comes out big in this one. I agree. I think that Washington defense can control Oregon's quarterback. I know he's had a great year, but I think they can control. Him. And I think Browning and that that run offense can uh they can definitely get the win. I'm with you. Let's go Washington. And uh, to finish this week out, why don't we talk about the Big 12 slate besides Texas Tech? All right, uh, let's get into first, it. First game, Oklahoma State traveling to play Kansas State. Oklahoma State is a seven and a half point favorite. What do you think? Oklahoma State just lost to Iowa State. I predicted that was going to happen. Okay, my prediction for this week for Oklahoma State is that. Clearly, they are not as good as everyone thought they were at the beginning of the season. Kansas State just proved themselves in the last game that they can hang around and play good football. Uh, the 7.5 number, though, is slightly questionable for me. Uh, Mike Gundy's too good of a coach for them to lose like this again. So, And like I said, I think Iowa State's a better team than people thought at the beginning of the season also. We were talking about in the last episode how they, you know, they always hang around. They always seem to be playing close games, and they were able to sneak one out. So I just don't think Oklahoma State was as good as everyone thought, and people think, you know, now we know that Iowa State is better than what we originally thought. So heading into Kansas State, I think Oklahoma State wins this game. I just don't think Kansas State has enough firepower to compete with Oklahoma State. And I think Oklahoma State's defense just got their teeth knocked in. And I think their co- they have too good of a coaching staff over there to let it happen again. So I think Oklahoma State not only covers this game, but, but wins it. So I would go money line on this. Yeah, Thoughts? no. Um, I, I, Thoughts? Thoughts are this. Um I've been on the fade Kansas State trail all year long. Uh, they've kind of fucked me the past two weeks by holding on and covering against Texas and Baylor. Both losses, but covered. Uh, they're they're not good. I they still refuse to believe they're good. Boring team to watch. Yeah. So I refuse to pick them in anything. And Oklahoma State, like you said, coming off a loss, and I, I know they're going to be pissed about that. Lost. Uh, you know they they that was at home too. I know it's hard to play at Kansas State, but I'm with you. I'm going Oklahoma State in the points. Um, Yeah, fuck Kansas State. Still fading Kansas State, always. Um, All right, next game. Uh, Baylor heading to play Texas at Texas. Texas is now a top 10 team in the country. They're now ranked number nine. And uh, they're 17-point favorites to Baylor, um, over under at 61. How do you feel about this matchup? Yeah, I mean, I think we learned so much last week in the Big 12 uh, when Texas Tech was not playing. Texas is better than I thought. I've been asking the question, you know, all year long, is Texas good, right? I'm going to officially say that Texas is good. That win over Oklahoma was a big deal. But 
I don't think Oklahoma is as good as what everyone thought at the beginning of the season. Their defense is suspect, like you said in our previous episode. Their defense is suspect. I don't think Texas's offense is insanely good. I think Texas Tech has a better offense than Texas. I think West Virginia has a better offense than Texas. I think Houston has a better offense than Texas. Baylor's offense is not bad. Texas' defense, though, is really good. And they're rolling off a big win. And Tom Herman's fired up. Texas wins this game. I think they win by three touchdowns. I just don't think Baylor can hang around with Texas. Texas has too much talent. Um, But I do think it's a high-scoring game. I think Texas scores quickly. I think Baylor can score quickly with some big plays. But I'm going to take Texas covering. I'm going to take the over in this one. What do you think? Yeah, no, I'm with you. Um, Texas seems legit. Ever since that week one loss to Maryland, um, their defense has been really good. I mean, obviously Oklahoma put up a lot of points, but it's Oklahoma. And like you said, Oklahoma's offense is really good. And as I've pointed out, their defense, suspect at best. Uh, Texas kind of exposed them this week. And Texas, I really do think they might be the, the real deal, which kind of pisses me off a little bit. But Baylor... You know, they have the big receivers on the outside. The receivers can, can get yards. They can put some points on the board. But this Texas team, I think it's too good for them. And they're playing at Texas. You know, it's going to be a tough game. It's a 3.30 p.m. game. The stands are going to be fucking going wild for this big, yeah. big 12 game. And I'm with you. I think Texas rolls. And Texas is going to be looking real good when they come and uh, have to when we play them a few weeks down the road. Um, yeah, this Texas team is, is definitely one to look out for. Um but, yeah, I'm with you. Texas all the way on this one. And uh, the last Big 12 game, West Virginia traveling to Iowa State. West Virginia also climbing the rankings week after week. They're now all the way up to uh, number six in the country. And they're only four-and-a-half-point favorites at Iowa State after Iowa State comes off that big win last week. Uh, what are your thoughts here? Well, I watched the West Virginia game against Kansas. West Virginia should have won that game by, like, five or six touchdowns. Kansas had three interceptions on Will Greer in the red zone. Okay? That's, that's insane. In, that's insane. All right? Will Greer showed that he was human. He did not have his best game. He probably played around 60-70% in that game. The defense looked pretty good. Kansas couldn't run the ball. People think, you know, Kansas was supposed to lose that game by a lot. And, you know, they did. But West Virginia didn't play to its maximum potential. I think we saw glimpses of how good they actually are when they played Texas Tech, especially in that first quarter. And Iowa State's not that good, right? I mean, we've we've gone over the last few games. They're getting better, clearly. Uh, But I don't think they're that hot. And I think Will Greer can just blow them out in this game. I'm going to take West Virginia. I would take West Virginia minus 10 in this game. I think this is probably a great pick. Yeah, I'm with what you 100%. What do you think? I'm with you 100%. I think this West Virginia pick is perfect right now. Four and a half point spread. As we've said, Iowa State tends to you know play close games. And as, as, I, as I'm looking at this number, it's actually moved all the way to six from the opening four and a half number. So, you know, people are hopping on this number early. It's only Tuesday and it's already moved a point and a half. Um, So, yeah, I I agree. I think this West Virginia is a perfect team to take right now. They're going to want a big win. Iowa State, it's at home. They're coming off a giant win. I feel this is a come down game for them. We always say they play games close, but 
I think for them, 10 points, like you said, would be close in this game. I think West Virginia might be my pick of the week, and I, I love the Mountaineers this week. I think it kind of goes back, that number goes back to what I spoke about earlier. Um, Oklahoma State's not as good as we thought, right? And I think the committee, whoever's ranking these teams, I mean, they were ranked last week. I was so surprised that Oklahoma State was back in the top 25. I think I think whoever's coming up with these rankings is just giving Oklahoma State too much credit. So when Iowa State beats a ranked team, clearly they're going to be hyped up and I don't think West Virginia had their best game last week. I'm expecting more from West Virginia. And I, you know what? I'm kind of convincing myself here that it's going to be a blowout. And Iowa State usually does not get blown out. But I think Will Greer is kind of, you know, he's looking to get the Heisman Trophy this year. So he needs a Heisman game. And I, this might be it. So I think so. I'm with you 100% of the way. I think this is, uh, this is Will Greer is going to come out and ball at Iowa State and, and, he's going to make himself a big case for that Heisman trophy. Um, but yeah, I think that covers basically all the games and, uh, I guess any, uh, last remarks for the people. Yeah. If you have the opportunity to take the first half in that West Virginia game or the first quarter, I would, cause I think they're going to come out hot. Chris, that is some, uh, great insight for the folks. Don't forget. You don't have to bet the full game. You don't even need to bet. Yeah. But, uh, I love it. And with that, I'm Ryan. And I'm Chris. And this has been the Raider Power Podcast. Guns, Guns up, baby. Up, baby.